Welcome back, family. This is your boy ED for all you smart and intelligent folks out there. Listen, that just simply means Ed. I'm back with another one. Today's episode is entitled, What are the responsibilities of a project manager? Again, what are the responsibilities of a project manager? Look, I'm going to be honest with you, family. As a project manager, you're responsible to be the captain of your ship. Oh, I like that. So you have to steer projects towards success. So you know I want to give you seven points, and after that seven points, we're out. Here we go. Point number one, you know, my favorite, communication. What? Yeah, communication and stakeholder management. See, one thing about uh, having communication and stakeholder management, it is it, it creates a, it fosters a clear and consistent communication as far as across stakeholders. What does that mean, ED? By providing regular updates on the project status with regards to risk, with regards to budget, with regards to schedule, and overall, just the achievements that you're going, that you're, that you're accomplishing along the way. You can't forget about that. A lot of times we get so caught up in our work family. I remember there was a time when uh, I was so focused on the outcome, the end result, that, well, I should say that the end outcome that I didn't take the time to celebrate. Um, and when I was running this project, this project was a very unique project. It had a lot of, had a lot of issues, uh, you know, when I received the project as well as, as I was uh, leading the project. And when we made it through, oh boy, it was so exciting. It was so, you know, watch this. It was, it was so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, if there, no, I'm not messing with you, fam. No, but honestly, I, I was, it was super exciting. And the reason why it was super exciting is because of the fact that we were able to push through, that we just didn't put our head, head in the sand and say, well, it would pass over. No, we actually took action. We continually to find solutions. And anytime you get the chance to work with a team that are looking, watch this, focusing on more of the solutions than the actual problem and finding all the reasons why it won't work, this is a team you want to work with consistently over and over again if you can. Let's go to part, let's go to uh, uh, part two, or I should say uh, point number two of the seven points, planning and organizing. Listen, family, you know the motto. You've heard it before. If you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Again, I'll say that. If you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. See, the importance of planning and organizing, that is a key uh, skill set of a project manager. Having the ability to organize all of these various, all this various data, people, all these things are just coming at you. And so being able to outline the resources, outline timelines, making sure the tasks are, are aligned on what the actual project is because you know sometimes <laughs> we'll have a tendency to put some some task in there that are are definitely irrelevant to the project but it looks like we're getting something done when it's not really helping the outcome of this project so being able to plan and organize efficiently and effectively will make you have success in a project Leading, point number two, leading a project team. Now you see, I didn't say managing. You know how I feel about managing versus leading. Um, reason why I say leading the project team is because you are their tour guide. Watch this. Have you ever went on a tour? And I remember we went on a uh, vacation and there was this, uh, the guy picked us up and a, it was, you know, a bus, it was a, it was a group of us. I mean, it was probably 30 or 40 people. 
And as we were traveling uh, to our destination, as far as the, we were actually going on a cruise and we, we traveled to our destination along the way, this gentleman started explaining the history of Florida as far as, you know, different landmarks and things like that. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I never even knew, knew this. And, and, but he had the insight because he watched this, he lived there as well as he learned along the way. And so being able to be a guide, or as I'm saying, a tour guide, as you're leading your project and getting everyone aligned, getting everyone on the same page, you don't want to be on table of contents and, and your team is on uh, the introduction or chapter one of your book. So family, make sure that you are fostering that collaboration of leading that team collaboration on a, without collaboration on a project I'm telling you right now it will fail it's not a chance it's not an if it's not a maybe it will fail let's go on to point number two point number two is managing project scope boy oh boy have you ever wondered why sometimes scope gets um, out of hand out of pocket uh, it's it's you you may have signed up to do a project on a certain outcome and then all of a sudden you have uh, your team wanting to add all of these amazing features and benefits, which, hey, it probably would make the project uh, or the outcome of what you're looking for a better project, but that's not what the customer wanted. And if that's not what the customer wanted, we need to deliver on what the customer wanted. Now, we can give some recommendations, but first, let's get this taken care of. Let's get a firm grip on our scope. Let's lock it in. Let's document it. Because if we're not documenting and managing our, our scope effectively, we'll have scope creep. We can even have gold plating. Our customer can even want to start adding things on and doing certain, certain things that is not effective for the project. So family, you have to take a firm stance when it comes to uh, the scope. Now, if they want to change the scope, then we need to follow the change process effectively. And everybody's change uh, process or the CAB, which is the change uh, management board, is, is all, they're all different. Uh, but the foundation is uh, you have to have a reason for why you want to add or remove particular parts of the scope. Let's go on to point number five. Point number five is my favorite. Uh, one of my favorites is making sure you set clear project goals. Let me explain what, how this works. When you set an expectation, there's no reason why you will get frustrated. No, 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 that's not it, E.D. Okay, here we go. When you set an expectation, make sure you communicate that expectation so everyone is aligned of where you're wanting to go, where you're needing to go, and you guys are all on the same page of the direction of the project. See, a lot of times when, uh, as project managers, if you're taking over a project, or uh, most of the time when you're normally either taking over a project, when I say taking over, meaning let's say the project manager was there, uh, either uh, that person left or they got moved to another project or another priority uh, came up and so they had to bump them uh, to another project while you had to come in and step in either temporary or permanently. But if there's not clear goals in place, then there's no clear expectation. So as I, I heard this quote, if, if you don't have a goal or a destination to where you want to go, anywhere will do. Anywhere would matter. And you know we're exceptional project managers here, so we don't want to just go anywhere. We have a direction. And yes, we're, we're flexible and we're adaptable to move if we need to move. If we don't always think in a straight line, but we, we start off in a straight line with the option to potentially, if we have to, make adjustments. 
Point number six, risk management. Hey, my, you know, one of the two things, uh, the artifacts that you always want to have on your pro in, within your project plan is your issue log, issue log, and your risk register. Uh, these are two big important artifacts because you want to be able to track uh, risk effectively by ensuring that you have risk responses, uh, both internal and external, as well as outlining potential risk and I, I mean you can get really creative with this because you never know that creative risk that you were thinking of that maybe potentially happen it may actually happen on your project and now this risk has become an issue and when it becomes an issue you want to make sure that you have an effective plan in place to take care of that particular risk point number seven and we'll close out right here family monitor and controlling or what i what i call in hey i'm just checking in <laughs> reason why i say that family is that i'm just checking in or monitor and controlling is because you want to keep a watch on the activities within the project you know if you don't keep a watch on the activities within the project the project is definitely and i do mean definitely will uh get either behind on scope i mean excuse me behind in schedule uh behind in cost or and when i say behind it meaning overruns and you don't want overruns on your project if you are an exceptional project manager you want to ensure that you can lead this project effectively so as i said you want to check in and make sure people who made the commitment to you that said that they're going to do this that particular task that they actually execute on that task. Hey family, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This is your boy ED. Until next time, I'm out.